0: tri-state's
1: number one motorsports talk show today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners recognized by the eastern motorsports press association as one of the top racing shows in the eastern united states here's wrapping on racing
0: good afternoon and welcome once again to Rapping on Racing, September 4, 2023. I hope all of our listeners had a nice weekend, had some good food, maybe some adult beverages. Got a nice show planned for you today. This week's guests include Tyler Harris, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Boss Sprint Car winner Jordan Ryan, Mark Richards from Rocket Chassis, Jim Zufall's series on women in racing at Pittsburgh that includes Cassidy Kameker, Zoe Knight, and Sadie Snatchko. We also have comments from Lenny Baticki and Bobby Labonte. Howie Bayless has a great interview from Bedford Speedway winner Mason Ziegler. Howie also took time to talk to Colton Flinner and Colton was sharing how difficult it is with his adjustments since his dad passed away. Bob Mostaller never gave up, and after 29 years, picked up his first feature win. Victory Lane will include comments that Howie Bayless had with Barry Auti, Josh Dunmar, Anthony Iello, and Rick Milab Jr., I have some results from Lake Trobe and Tri-City that I will share with you. And our tentative guests for next week include John Habersack, the MeLabs, Preston Cope, Mike Carlson, and Joe Maruka. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. And thanks for being a regular listener.
2: This is the Banker Bob thought for this evening. A friend of mine checked himself into the Hokey Pokey Clinic and he turned himself around.
3: It will be a September to remember at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway where high speeds and thrills meet. Saturday, September the 2nd, the Fast on Dirt 410 wing sprint cars return for their final visit of the season for a 3,000 to win showcase. On September 9th, all military, veterans, and first responders receive free grandstand admission for the third annual Josh Langer Hobby Sock Invitational featuring a pre-race, kid-focused festival. The second annual Sport Compact Shootout, the Rush Late Model Topless 20, and Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds invade Dirt's Monster Half Mile on Saturday, September the 16th. The regular season draws to a close for Championship Night on Saturday, September the 23rd, featuring the Crescendo for the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. Night one of the Bill Hendrick Memorial for the Rush Late Models, the Bob Walters Memorial for the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks headlined the Friday Before the Pittsburger on Friday, September 29th. The Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series 35th Annual Pittsburgher presented by Big River Steel and Night 2 of the Bill Henton Memorial finish off the season on Saturday, September 30th. Tickets are on sale now. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. PPMS.com.
4: And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris.
0: All right, fans, joining us now, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Tyler Harris. Tyler, good evening. How are you? I'm doing great as always, Don. How are you? I'm good. You know, I know we've talked about it in the past for so many years. Uh, Pittsburgh was a uh, full-fendered, full-bodied car show, but not anymore. No, nope, no,
5: nope. this past Saturday at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, we hosted the Fast on Dirt 410 Sprint Car Series. Uh, we had them there last year. It was a huge hit. Uh, 22 cars checked in. Uh, this year we had 19 cars checked in. So a little bit off, but, uh, you know, vacation time comes around around this time of year where Labor Day weekend families want to get together. Uh, so, you know, it happens, but a strong field of cars were on hand. An excellent crowd showed up to support the event. Uh, to be to allow us to be a part of their Labor Day weekend, which is which is really humbling. It's it's, it's really great that that they chose to be with us for the weekend. Um, man, it was just it was a really nice show. Seven divisions, uh, and it was a pretty efficiently running show too. Uh, besides the the kind of the start of the night.
0: Did any of the winners have trouble finding victory lane?
5: Uh I can't remember. Sometimes they do. Uh, no, you know what? I don't think they did. I think everybody knew where to go. So yeah. uh, it's, it's going to become a little bit easier here You know, now that now that we've got the ball rolling on it. I think that first couple weeks uh, were were a little bit different. Uh, it's always been traditionally held on the front stretch. And now we have a newly christened victory lane. And um, it, it's, it's been going really well ever since.
0: That just makes sense. That way, you know, while they're in victory lane... If anything needs to be taken care of on the track, it can happen. It's just a smart idea.
5: Yeah, yeah. And, and it's something that I've wanted for a while. And, and when, when uh, Blair Crest purchased the property, uh, it's actually one of the first things he did was, you know, hey, let's, let's go ahead and build one. And um, it's, it's been great. It's been, it's been pretty cool to, to have it. And Saturday we got to see the first print car in the new victory lane. So that was pretty cool.
0: And the teams have to be loving the two-lane pit road getting into the track which was always an issue in the past
5: yeah yeah they they could tell a lot of the people coming up here for the first time since uh the property had switched hands since the racetrack had switched ownership uh, and that's one of the first things that people notice is just how different it is and how much they appreciate it, which is great. You know, that's what you kind of hope for. So it's, it's been really
0: good. Was there anything unusual with the open-wheel cars that maybe surprised you? Uh,
5: it's, it's always difficult with the open-wheel cars when it comes to track prep. Um, and, and the reason being, it's, and it's it's always a good problem in a sense because we always have tremendous weather whenever we have sprint cars, which is uncommon. It's, it's kind of weird how it always works out like that, but it's a good problem. Uh, so yesterday, or Saturday rather, it was um, 85 degrees, barely a cloud in the sky, and we haven't had rain in over a week. And unfortunately, even though we're working the track in since Thursday, uh... thursday friday all day saturday unfortunately mother nature with the sunshine and the wind just it just took a beating on the racetrack we went out for hot laps did qualifying for the four ten sprint cars and unfortunately that you could just tell the track was very abrasive and it was going to really wear on the tires and not to mention it wasn't too dusty but it was enough to to cause a hazard in terms of vision So, unfortunately, we had to make the decision to rework the track a bit, uh, get some water put on it and rework it and rerun it in. And that was strictly for the safety of all of our competitors. It's just what needed to be done in order to not only provide a safe racing surface, but a good quality racing surface as well that would allow for passing and running from low to high on the 90-foot wide surface and ultimately, it took longer than we would have liked. We got the start show started at about eight twenty-five uh, p.m., which is about an hour and twenty-five minutes past our typical start time. But once we got rolling, the racing was phenomenal—absolutely great. Um, like I said, the drivers could go high to low, and there was no problems with passing whatsoever. And we received a lot of high praise from the drivers. I understand that the fans were a little uh, upset. You know, and and we do apologize about that. That's certainly nothing that we want to strive for. But at the end of the day, it produced a really good quality product, uh, and it, uh, most importantly, provided a very safe racing surface for our drivers, and that was the most important thing going forward.
0: Any uh, notable local drivers having a good day?
5: Uh, I mean, I would say everybody that went to the Victory Lane, (laughs) um, especially it doesn't get more local than than Brandon Burgoon, who lives literally – Two minutes from the racetrack who drives his quad over whenever uh, he's just by himself. But uh, now that he has his kid joining him at, uh, at the racetrack weekly, he just drives over. But uh, not, not a bad season whenever you rack up five wins, and there's still a couple weeks to go. Uh, Kyle Janis picked up his seventh career win of the week, of the year. Uh, that's never a bad thing. Driver out of Coriopolis right down the road. So a lot of local drivers have some really good success on for Saturday night.
0: Let me rephrase the question. I wasn't real clear there. Just in the sprint cars.
5: Yep. Yeah, just in the sprint cars, yeah. I would say A.J. Flick had a really uh, tremendous night. He's had to start the feature in 11th, and he drove up to 2nd. And um, It looked like Jordan Ryan, the Multlucky, Texas native, uh, who now pretty much runs out of uh, the the Ohio State. Um, It seemed like he was going to be the one to beat, uh, having taken the lead on Mm -hmm. lap 10 and leading the distance to that point. Uh, The caution comes out of lap 23 out of the 25-lap feature. And when that two cars lined up behind whoever's leading the race, whenever you've got a two-lap shootout like that, it doesn't look very promising. But Jordan and Ryan would not be denied. Uh, and the uh, Texas native led the last two laps and was able to park it in victory lane. Uh, the tr- track actually took rubber on the top side. And what I mean by that is uh, the, the rubber will actually start to uh, adhere to the surface of the racetrack and when that happens, it adds a lot of grip to the track. And if the driver can quote find that rubber and run in that rubber, uh, it enhances the um, it enhances the the uh, grip on the racetrack, and it also enhances the speed of the cars. And as a matter of fact, Jordan Ryan ran the fastest lap of the night on the twenty fifth lap in that rubber. So. Uh, He found it. He knew where to go. And for his first visit ever at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, he found Victory Lane because of it. So not a bad night for him, but not a bad night for the locals either.
0: Well, I don't know who does it, but I'll get during the evening, I'll get a uh, thing showing up on my phone with the Victory Lane interviews. And listening to Ryan's interview, he was kind of concerned that Flick was there. Do you want to expand on that a little bit?
5: Oh, he definitely knew he was there uh, under caution. Flick went up onto the high side of coming out of turn two under caution and kind of revved up on the cushion there to see what was there and what he could use. And when he did that, he showed Jordan Ryan that he was there. And uh, Jordan just recently came to Lernerville Speedway for the Fast on Dirt Sprint Car Spectacular at Lernerville back on August 26th. So Jordan has seen AJ Flick a few times. He knows what the local crop of – of talent produces here in Western Pennsylvania, when you have a Dan Kurger, when you have a Brandon Mattis, when you have a Brent Mattis, for that matter, um, a lot of these drivers, uh, Darren Gallagher, can find themselves in a position to take a win at any point. So not only do you have the stiff competition that the Fast on Dirt series represents, but also the Western Pennsylvania drivers, too, are always a threat when you come to this region. And uh, whenever A.J. showed himself, I think that might have been a, a little bit of a tactic to kind of get in the helmet of Jordan Ryan a little bit to say, "Hey, I'm here and I'm coming in these two laps." And uh, but, like I said, Jordan would not be uh, denied. He he did a great job of those last two laps and held his own.
0: You you d- diagnosed that perfectly. Hey, Tyler, we're going to need to take a break. We want to hear from a couple of our marketing partners. Tyler and I will be back after these messages.
4: No one covers motorsports like Rapid On Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews. The host of Rapid On Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid On Racing. And now, more Rapid On Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris.
6: Jordan Ryan. A native of Maltlicky, Texas, by way of Ohio, your $33,000 winner here tonight for the TI. 22 Performance, Fast on Dirt, 410 Sprint Cars. Second goes to AJ Flick, Brandon Spithuller in third, Lee Jacobs and fourth, Mitch Harble rounds out the top five, Brandon Mattis, Jeremy Weaver, Ricky Peterson, Jack Sodeman Jr., and Danny Sams a third round out. Your top ten will head trackside to talk to Jordan Ryan, tonight's feature winner. Climbing up top, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear it for Jordan Ryan, tonight's feature winner. Fast on the racetrack, fast at Victory Lane, buddy. Congratulations. Your first visit to Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, I believe. Yeah, this is our first time here, and
7: I love this place. I mean it took a little rubber at the end, but man, it's wide slick. When we first got here, I didn't have high hopes, I'm not gonna lie, and uh it got slick and racy, and that's our forte there. So uh yeah, it was just once we got uh the start there and I knew I got into fourth quick and then into third a couple laps later and I see the leaders just coming back to me, and I'm like, man, if I just keep digging here through the middle, my dad and Matt and Bechtel and the guys just had the car so good, it was just locked down. I'm turning left most of the time before I even touch my wing. So uh, we got our wing back in the end, and the rubber kind of got me a little tight in the end. I knew flick would be close, so uh, it just happened to work out, which is good.
6: Yeah, that caution comes out with just two laps to go, and then you see that two-car pull to your outside under yeah, caution. Yeah. You know what he can do here in western Pennsylvania, but running with this TI-22 Performance Fast on Dirt Sprint Car Series, you know that the competition is stiff week in and week out. You knew what to expect.
7: Yeah, uh, we had a bunch of good runs this year, and uh, Atakai lost one with by a foot at the line, and We've been digging all year, and I didn't think we were going to get it. And I knew Flick could be coming. I don't know if that caution helped me or hurt me. I was struggling in traffic, so I kind of wanted to see it, even if he was behind me. And I knew if I just hit my marks, he wasn't going to drive around me, especially around there in the rubber. So uh, he spanked our ass last week at Lernerville. So, I mean, luckily he let me get one there, and I'm glad we
6: were holding him off. People you want to thank for getting you to victory lane here tonight, Jordan.
7: Yeah, for sure. Uh, we had a couple new ones this year, Joyride Transport and CK Mechanical. They came on, and they're uh, huge. So uh, those guys, uh, Rod Edelbluth's Garage, uh, Napa, Fremont, Renegade Race Fuels, Coles Energy, Burns Electric, uh, Cassandra Mayer uh, for Judge 2023. Um, I know I'm missing somebody. I'm just excited. Uh, Capital Renegade and Coaches, um, Real Deal Lawn Care. Uh, there's a lot of guys i got to thank. My whole crew, my dad, Bechtel, Matt, uh deal when he comes and helps my wife my mom everybody that everybody that's here my wife's been my supporter and the past couple weeks i just been down to myself and uh beat, beat myself up because i know we're too good not to win this year my car owner gives me everything we need so uh i'm glad we can
6: finally get one for him a long way from texas living in ohio now but go celebrate with your crew you've earned it ladies and gentlemen one more time for tonight's feature winner let's hear it for jordan ryan
8: When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights.
4: And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris.
0: Fans, we're back. We're talking to Tyler Harris, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Tyler, I know there's a couple special memorial races coming up. Let's talk about them.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Saturday, September the 9th is a big one. It's the third annual Josh Langer Hobby Stock Invitational, presented by Always Safe, flagging and traffic control, and driven by Fuel Required. A big show for the hobby stocks with $1,111 to win, um, and that was Josh Langer's number. So that's why the importance of the 11 really comes in. Uh, but just to kind of put a frame of reference of just how big this race is for our hobby stock competitors Uh, A normal purse to win on a weekly basis at the Speedway is $125. You're going to get $111 just to start this race. So it is a big deal for our hobby stock drivers. We're happy to do it. And, uh, most importantly, it goes into the memory of Josh Langer, who lost his life way too soon in a, in a long battle with, with cancer. So, uh, we, we will represent the Langer family on Saturday, September the 9th. And it's all part of a big weekend, uh, or a big show because it's going to be free military and first responder night this Saturday at the races. So if you have a proper identification, if you are current military, if you're a reservist, if you're a veteran, as long as you have your ID on you, uh, you get free admission. And that extends to our first responders as well. So if you're EMT, police, firefighter, doctor, nurse, nurse practitioner, if you're on the front lines of medical emergency response, And you have your identification. You get free admission to the Speedway on Saturday, September the 9th. So um, it's going to be great because we have basket raffles going on. Uh, We have bounce houses for the kids. We'll have games. Uh, We have tons of activities planned. We have a dunk tank coming, too. Uh, So that will be really cool to incorporate. Gates are going to open up at 4 p.m. for that show. And it's really cool that we're going to have the Josh Langer Hobby Stock Invitational as the big spectacle for that night because – The hobby stocks deserve it. Uh, They deserve the extra purse. And a huge thanks to all of the sponsors who helped make this uh, race possible, because without them and without the fans that are coming, it, it wouldn't be.
0: I have a question. Are you going to have to bring a dry change of clothes if you're the donkey?
5: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I told everybody in the stands that you don't got to go to SeaWorld to see Shamu. You just come to Pittsburgh on September 9th and we'll take care of that for you. So I, I think I'm going to be the first one in, at least I want to be the first one in that way I can get back and dry off and go back with my uh, time. But, uh, we'll see. I, I mean, I, I, hope that I can, I, I kind of want, I've never been a donkey before in a dunk tank. So might as well cross that off the list.
0: You're such a good sport. And I saw something on Facebook, uh, Brian Hutchko is such a big part of the behind-the-scenes things at the track, and he had some kind of a game there for kids. Did you see the picture? Do you know what I'm talking about?
5: Yeah, uh, off the top of my head, I, I know that uh, Mike Harris had one recently with uh, Mr. Magic Car Wash, had a small game going on. Yeah. We, we have a Connect Four board there now, um, too, a large, large lawn-sized uh, or uh, Connect Ford game. We also have a large yard size Jenga game. Uh, we're going to be incorporating more games like that uh, for our kids, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure that what you're mentioning with, with Mr. Hutchgo.
0: Well, Brian, like I said, a big part of the behind the scenes things, and uh, actually, he gets mentioned a lot at Jennerstown Speedway because they do terrible interviews and i keep saying brian hutchko down at pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway could teach you guys a lesson on the roof of his car on the passenger side he has all his sponsors listed and i think the message is finally getting through because the interviews up there went from like a two up to maybe an eight when they're thanking their sponsors so brian is actually making the the drivers uh, up on the mountain a little smarter
5: well, that's always good news. If, uh, I mean, that's, and it's really impressive, too, just how good some of our drivers are with interviews, like including Sadie Snasko, one of them who does really well. Uh, she's able to get out of the car after a, after a win and, and rattle off her sponsors very well, and um, very well-spoken individuals at Pittsburgh. It's, it's really nice. It makes my job a lot easier, too.
0: Well, you mentioned Sadie, and she's actually going to be on the show twice. Now, how did that happen? Well, Jim is doing a series called Women in Racing. And she's part of that along with uh, the uh, Zoe Knight and uh, looking at my notes here, Zoe and Cassidy Kamaker and Sadie. So she'll be on the show there. And then Lenny Baticki on the Performance Racing Network did a nice one with Sadie. So we're going to play them both. I don't think we can get too much of a good thing.
5: You know, nope, I agree. It's always a, it's always good to highlight our drivers, especially at, uh, on PRNs at the track with Lenny Paticki. It's a top national, top national uh, radio and podcast uh, show, so it's always a good sign.
0: You know something about the fans, and we're talking. We got great drivers in all the support divisions, but when we get to the top divisions, the fans are spoiled when they see some of our drivers. They think it's like that everywhere, and it's not. I mean, like with A.J. Uh, battling it out with Jordan Ryan, uh, Jordan learned fast. They got some pretty good drivers here in the Pennsylvania, Ohio, West Virginia area, and he was he was dealing with
5: it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, and, and it's very representative when the Rush Touring Series comes in at this racetrack. It's not an easy task, and that was the biggest thing that we played up with the joke is, You know, who's going to be the one to take home that $6,000 to win grand prize? Is it going to be one of our Western PA locals? Is it going to be, or for that matter, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway local drivers? Or is it going to be a touring series driver that comes in here and steals the show and steals the money? And it's framed like that, not only just to kind of give that someone versus someone feel, but because it's true. It, it, who's going to do it? Anybody who races at our racetrack within the top ten in points, if not even further back than that, can easily win a, a feature any night at Pittsburgh. Uh, regardless if it's a regular night of racing or if it's a touring series race, it's not out of the uh, it's not out of anybody's imagination to see somebody different in victory lane on a given basis. And that's honestly kind of a little bit of a testament to just how good Brandon Burgoon has been this year to amass five wins in that division. It's quite the accomplishment.
0: A fellow that I was able to consider myself a friend of his, uh, a great guy that we lost way too soon, uh, car owner, engine builder, just an all-around A-number-one guy, Bob Walters, and we lost him too soon.
5: We did, and and you were just talking a little bit ago about the memorial races that we have coming up at the Speedway. Uh, that's one that we are able to officially announce now, the second annual Bob Walters Memorial for the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks that will take place on the Friday before the Pittsburgh, Friday, September 29th. So that'll be uh, a co-headlined event with night number one of the Bill Hendren Memorial for the Rush Late Model Touring Series. That'll be a $4,000-to-win complete show for the Rush Touring Series, and it'll be co-headlined by the Bob Walters Memorial, the second annual running of that, presented by Big Daddy's Donuts down in Crafton. And uh, we anticipate a really nice field of pro stocks. We had one this past Saturday because I think the drivers have heard that that's what's coming. And uh, drivers want to start making their uh, preparations for that event. So it should be a nice field of cars on hand for that Friday before the Pittsburgher. And a great way to start off the Pittsburgher weekend at the end of September.
0: I'm so excited about the possibility of that. uh, The biggest show of the year and never a disappointment.
5: No, yeah, it's never held so much importance before in the entire 35 years of having this event at pittsburgh this is easily undoubtedly hands down the most important pittsburgh ever 35th annual running of the event uh the final four drivers from the lucas oil late model dirt series in the point standings will be determined to move on to the dirt track world championship at Eldora speedway and the four drivers will be decided at pittsburgh so it's huge for us. It doesn't get any better. For those who can be there, I encourage you and I urge you to be there as a part of this weekend. Uh, discounted tickets are on sale right now until September 23rd, both at the racetrack and online. So uh, at the racetrack on race days only, weather permitting, from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. and online 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, up until September 23rd. So Um, I implore you to be there as part of the Pittsburgher weekend. If you can't, though, the event will be streamed live on Flow Racing, uh, and I think we're going to have a huge national spotlight on the city of Pittsburgh, and it's happening right in our backyard.
0: People need to know we have a gem out there, and they need to be aware of it so they can come to future Pittsburgh. I
5: would say not only just future Pittsburghers, but all these big events that we talked about, the George Steel City Classic, we didn't mention the Herb Scott Memorial, but another big event, these sprint car shows where we have every plans to make them bigger. So as we continue to, continue to develop this gem back to a big standard again in our western Pennsylvania area and our region, for that matter, our tri-state region, we anticipate these shows to get bigger, and that's our goal for the 2024 season and beyond. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to see what's in store. But it doesn't get much bigger than the Pittsburgh and it's coming up here in just a few short weeks.
0: The Speedway's lucky to have you. You have a good attitude, a good sense of humor, and you're willing to try anything. And I really enjoy that. I want to thank you for being with us tonight.
5: Oh, no, thanks for having us, as always, Don. It's a great team effort down there at Pittsburgh. We're all doing it together. We're all chipping in. We're all doing our part. We all want to see this thing succeed. So hopefully the fans enjoy the product that we're putting out. Hopefully the drivers enjoy the, uh, the facility that we're providing for them. I think they are. Uh, and all things are trending in the right direction at Pittsburgh.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Are
4: you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? rps financial solutions and jwc jwca are unaffiliated entities and now more rapid on racing with don gamble and howie bayless
9: welcome back to Rappin' on racing race fans right now we're going to grab a word with one of the most respected people in dirt late model racing the owner of the number one rocket house car owner of rocket chassis mr mark richards mark welcome to Rapid on racing
10: hey great to have me on
9: We appreciate you taking time out here at the Hillbilly to give us uh, an interview. Got to ask you a question. In the past, when you guys would run for a championship, it was always whoever had the most points would be the champion. Now, Lucas is kind of taking a NASCAR approach. Top four guys, whoever finishes the highest is going to be your champion. As a car owner, are you in favor of something like that? Or... I mean, what's your opinion, I guess?
10: Well, for the money they put into it this year, we all elected to go this way. And at the beginning of the year, you don't know where you're going to be in points. But the first five spots, or the first four spots, I'm sorry, the first four spots is 575000 That alone is bigger than any point fund we've ever raced for. So when we all signed up last year, the point fund paid $150,000. This year... The point fund pays $150,000 for second. Third pays $125,000, and fourth pays 100. dollars So when it really comes down to it, as car owners or as teams, the plaque on the wall, that's great. But the money is what we're all here for, and it makes it to where we all have a chance to run for more money the four of us do by them doing it this way last year they paid 150000 for first 75000 for second and that 50000 for third we're racing for 100000 for fourth so yeah I mean somebody's going to think that well maybe it wasn't a real champion but we all signed up for it everybody did
9: so as the car owner of the team That's a huge advantage for you guys to be just one of the final four because you know no matter what, you're going to make more money than you made last year.
10: That's why we're doing it because if it would have been the same as last year, nobody would have liked it. But now that they pumped in half a million dollars into the point fund and this is what they want to do, this is what we signed up for. And if anybody says that that person's not the champion, whoever it is, That person's the champion because that's what we've elected to do.
9: You were one of the guys for many years with the number one car would follow the world of outlaws, and this is uh, your second full season with the Lucas. Between the two series, what do you see like differences? I mean, obviously now the Lucas is financially better with the championship and that, but do you think two series are going to be able to survive? Oh,
10: I think they will. I, both series is good for the sport. I mean, the Lucas series just works out better for us now. I mean, the money uh, for the year, the year to date money uh, is way bigger over here. Uh, and for a team owner, we got to go where the best money is.
9: One more question I have: You own Rocket Chassis, and you own a number one house car. How hard is it to separate? When you're at the races, being not having people not coming up who have a rock and be like, "Mark, my car's not working. Can can you come look at it?" When you're here focusing on your team,
10: well, I mean, we're here, and, and the reason we I still race is to stay up on top, to be able to answer questions for people. As far as me working on somebody's car, that's not my job. We sell race cars. Nobody hired me to work on them. So uh, we don't sell race teams. We sell race cars, and a race car is only a small piece of that team. What wins races is
9: race teams. And for the past, well honestly, since Josh was your driver, you always have a knack for going for the younger drivers, Brandon Shepard. Well, let me rephrase that. At one point, you did have Rick Eckert behind the wheel, but why the younger drivers? Because they're more daring and you can get more information out where they're not setting their ways trying to tell you what the car should do i don't know answer your own question who's winning the races very true the young kids and uh you're you're making a smart man out of me mark the uh the way you have to drive these cars today um
10: it's turned into a young guys game and not saying old guys can't do it because they can But they're not going to do it day in and day out like the younger guys are. You know, the guys that have won the races this year, uh, for the most part, uh, have been under 30 years old.
9: Now, Mark Richards, the person, do you get more enjoyment out of your team doing well or seeing your business, Rocket Chassis, performing better?
10: Uh, My business. And uh, this has been part of the business was what kind of carry the business and the reason we're still doing it is because there's i mean we got to have a team out here representing this company and uh you know the cost that it takes to do this today is astronomical and and uh you know we can't depend on somebody else to do it
9: hey mark i want to thank you for your time and um continued success and good luck in the uh, at eldora when it comes down to the final four
3: no problem. Thank you. I appreciate it. It will be a September to remember at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway where high speeds and thrills meet. Saturday, September the 2nd, the Fast on Dirt 410 Wing Sprint Cars return for their final visit of the season for a 3,000 to win showcase. On September 9th, all military, veterans, and first responders receive free grandstand admission for the third annual Josh Langer Hobby Sock Invitational featuring a pre race kid focused festival. The second annual Sport Compact Shootout, the Rush Late Model Topless 20, and Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds invade Dirt's Monster Half Mile on Saturday, September the 16th. The regular season draws to a close for Championship Night on Saturday, September the 23rd, featuring the Crescendo for the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. Night one of the Bill Hendrick Memorial for the Rush Late Models, the Bob Walters Memorial for the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks headlined the Friday Before the Pittsburgher on Friday, September 29th. The Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series 35th Annual Pittsburgher presented by Big River Steel and Night Two of the Bill Hendrick Memorial finish off the season on Saturday, September 30th. Tickets are on sale now. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, ppms.com.
11: So Dawn is part of our ongoing series of the women racers at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. We're joined now by Cassidy Kamaker of the Rush Late Models. Cassidy, first off, let's tell us about a little bit about you. How about your age, your car number, your sponsors? Let's hear ya.
12: So I race in the dirt track late models at Pittsburgh Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, the 72B Fluorescent Orange. I started in go-karts when I was 10 at Schaefer Speedway and I started racing a late model the day after I turned 17. So this is my fourth season.
11: So we've been asking all the ladies here, and this has been a summer-long series, as you know, and we're asking a lot of the same questions, and we're getting a lot of the same answers, but sometimes we get a little bit surprised. Uh, The joke I've been saying is, hey, what's in the water around here? Why are there over a dozen women competitors at PPMS, a a number that just doesn't exist at any other track?
12: Well, I grew up coming here, I think my first race, I was only a couple months old because my dad raced, and everyone used to ask me if i was going to race one day and i was like no you're crazy i don't want to do that and then i jumped in a late model and i fell in love and it's my favorite thing to do
11: so you're you're up there cheering your dad on but you had to have been aware of some of the ladies that were racing in those days you know we have hannah ramsey and laura Pastoric and to some degree carly you know a couple of years older than you uh did, did that watching young ladies race that have an impact on you
12: yes i remember their cars when i was little i think it was hannah she had the eyelashes on the front of her car and the, she was like my favorite one because of the eyelashes
11: so now we turn the tables you're not the seven-year-old in the stands anymore but you have to understand that there's a whole bunch of them up there now they're watching you do you understand your place in the world now that you're not maybe not a hero but you're certainly somebody they look up to
12: yeah, I think about that all the time. We just had autograph night, like, a month ago. That's, like, my favorite thing. The little kids come down, and they just get so excited. And I'm like, wow, I used to be this little kid looking up, and now they're looking up to me, and it makes me feel so good.
11: Third in the points, I think. You're having a pretty good year. Let's let's see what the rest of the year is going to bring.
12: Yeah, hopefully we can get a first win here shortly.
11: Looking for a first win here at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Cassidy Kamaker, I'm Jim Zufall for Rapid on Racing. Dawn, on our continuing series of the Lady Drivers at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, we're joined now by Zoe Knight, driver number 78 in the Young Gun Division. And young being the operative word, 13 to 19 years old. You are one of the standouts in this division, and you you, got to be having fun.
13: Yeah, I do have a lot of fun. This is... A nice track to run on. It's big, and there's a lot of com- like there's a lot of people who in our class, mostly girls though.
11: Um, so let's talk about what it is that draws you here. I mean, I, you know we've talked to so many ladies that drive here, and you know, especially in your division, it's nearly all girls. Uh, what's in the water around here? What's attracting the girls to come here and race?
13: I think it's just pretty cool that, or to get into racing. I think you don't see many girls doing it, and you can see one girl doing it and be like, oh, that's cool. I want to get into that. I want to be like her.
11: So let's go back a few years, and you know, you have uncles and family members involved in racing. So we go back a few years. Let me ask how old you are now.
13: I'm 14
11: so seven years ago you're that seven-year-old girl sitting in the grandstands cheering on you know whoever it is in your family now you're 14 there's seven-year-old girls up there in the grandstands do you understand your responsibility now
13: i do understand my responsibility i think little girls they look up to all the girls here and they think it's pretty cool and they want to possibly grow up and race like we do
11: so talk to that seven-year-old what what is it what's What's the drive that gets you in? What do you think they need to do to really get involved in it?
13: I think you got to have the mindset for it, and you got to really want to do it. You just don't want to be like, oh, yeah, let me just get in a car and do it. No, you want to have the fun, and you want to look forward to being on that front stretch in victory lane, winning for yourself.
11: So we talked about your responsibility as, you know, as a role model now. Whether you like it or not, you're a role model. Who were your role models uh, that got you into it?
13: Um, I know my dad, my aunt, my uncle Matthew, uh, my pap, like basically everyone who raced before I did. I grew up around it. I was a baby going to Motor drum when Motor Drone was open. And then we started coming here and I wanted to do it. So my dad got me a car and, we, and I got into it and I really do love it.
11: So as a, a lady racer, um as in any sport that's dominated by guys there's do you you find it an uphill battle
13: i do i find it fun to race with boys but girls are also really fun to race with we all want to be win we all want to show that girls can win and girls race not just boys
11: so another uphill battle you might face, and I brought this up with some of the other ladies, is uh, some of you must get compared to say Danica Patrick or uh, Haley Deegan. You know, people who yeah, Deegan's got a, a bit of a, a temper issue. Uh, Danica Patrick got accused of just being about the looks and everything else. Do you find that an uphill battle?
13: Um, I don't think I don't find that an uphill battle. I don't think they really compare us to those girls. I think they just look at us like girls oh my god
11: they're racing like that's pretty cool being pretty cool in the young guns division zoe knight driver of the number 78 young gun here at pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway i'm jim zufall for rapid on racing dawn in our continuing series of the lady drivers at pittsburgh pennsylvania motor speedway we're joined by sadie snashko let's first off sadie find out how old are you
14: I'm 16. I'll be 17 in November.
11: So, fresh away from getting a driver's license, but driving for how many years?
14: This is my third season.
11: So, three seasons behind the wheel, in the Young Guns, the unique division of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Unique in a lot of ways. A, teenage drivers driving full-size cars. Uh, We're not fooling around with golf carts and nothing. There's anything wrong with micro sprints or any of that other stuff. But these are full-size, four-cylinder cars. And you ladies ain't fooling around out here, are you? This is this is heavy business.
14: Yeah, it's pretty competitive, but honestly, like, there's a lot of trust between us and everybody else on the track, so it's it's okay. The amount of competitiveness.
11: So you've been around a while. You've been doing this for three years. Obviously, you've been around other, you know, predominantly men's sports. I know you're involved in flag football, right? Um, where does that put you in terms of? how are you looked at by other people especially the guys
14: yeah honestly especially when i tell them about racing a lot of people think they like think it's match cars even or go-karts or golf carts, like you said but like i'll show them the pictures or clips from our gopro and they're actually kind of shocked like not even that like i'm so young and i'm doing it, but also because i am female and it's kind of known as a male dominant class
11: male dominant and yet you're in a division where what, two guys and five or six girls? What in the world is in the water around here? Yeah,
14: Gavin Kokolis is about the only guy that races out here every week that is male. The rest of us, there's about seven other girls. Honestly, when I started, it was about half and half, and just through the seasons, more girls joined, wow. and the guys kind of thinned out a little bit.
11: <laughs> so, what is it? I mean, I joke about what's in the water. Uh, you know, so you're 16 going on 17. Ten years ago, you're that seven-year-old girl sitting in the grandstands probably cheering for Carly Kovacs and Hannah Ramsey and, and like that that's your inspiration
14: yeah honestly Carly was a big a big inspiration for me we grew up around this track so I'd come out here all the time and honestly just seeing everybody race out here and just how much fun it could be it really like like got my interest going for the sport
11: so uh, the other thing is going on is how you, you know you touched on it a little bit um, I, I talked to some of the other ladies that, that race here. Some of them, sadly, get compared to people like Haley Deegan, who's got a temper, or uh, uh, Danica Patrick, who was all about her looks. Uh, Is that an uphill battle for you?
14: Honestly, it kind of is. Like, It's almost compared... A lot of times, it's like we're not as good as the guys. A lot of people compare it to. But then again, all us girls go out there every weekend, and usually a girl wins almost every weekend. So I don't really know what they're trying to say because like our class is almost proving them completely wrong just how much girls are in it and how responsible they are with the driving and how competitive they are
11: so So we talked about your your influences watching Carly and the others out there you're the seven-year-old girl sitting in the grandstands doing that now do you understand your place in the world now knowing there's seven-year-olds up there now
14: yeah, honestly, it's, it's kind of shocking to like, especially for like the autograph nights that we do out here. I've had so many like young girls come up and say that they come out and watch me every week. They like the colors in my car, you know, and like, it's like kind of cool to be an inspiration just so like, like I like have an impact to make this sport so much bigger than it is now.
11: Being an inspiration in the Young Guns class here at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Sadie Snatchko, driver of the number 56 Real Nuts Vodka Young Guns. I'm Jim Zufall for Rapping on Racing.
8: Thanks for tuning in to Wrapping on Racing. I'm Lenny Baticki. Coming up next, a recording we did for PRN's At The Track. Check it out. And joining us now on the Profabrication.com hotline. Winner from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, sadie Snatchko, hey sadie welcome to the show we've had a bunch of winners uh from PPMS on in the past uh, uh what division are are you racing in that you got these uh actually back-to-back victories congratulations uh what's the division called and what kind of vehicle is it that you race
14: so i am in the young guns division at pittsburgh pennsylvania motor speedway um it is fully stocked cars uh cavaliers and same you don't do anything to them you just go out there and run
8: them. Wow. Sadie Snatchko, our guest on the profabrication.com hotline, went out and run them and has been building and building. And now two in a row, these are your your first two victories uh, coming back to back or or did you get another one earlier in the year that I missed?
14: No, this is the first one. And it's really exciting because a goal of mine, the person at my track, Carly Kovacs, her record is for females is four wins in a row. So my goal has always been, to beat the record. So it's definitely exciting that I'm finally getting closer to it.
8: Well, we'll all have to keep an eye on uh, our guest here on the profabrication.com hotline. <laughs> Halfway to her goal, Sadie Snatchko <laughs> on the uh, profabrication.com hotline. Profabrication headers exhaust all the parts and pieces that go with it just a click of a mouse away at profabrication.com. So, what was the change? What brought about the victories? Was it seat time finally getting you comfortable enough to uh, do this? What was the the switch that finally, you know, connected that, um, you know, brought you to victory lane.
14: Um, honestly, the biggest part of it was having confidence in myself, like any, like any other sport racers go through slumps and I was in a pretty big slump this summer. And I just, you know, my dad finally just sat me down and we talked and he was like, listen, if you want to keep doing this, you have to go out there and try. So I finally just had enough confidence in myself, and I felt confident enough in the car, and that night, I also found the line that everybody has been telling me to run the last three years (laughs) I've been racing, and I finally actually did what everybody was telling me to do, and that is what led me to those two wins.
8: Typical teenager, fighting the people that (laughs) (laughs) that mentor her. Sadie Snatchko, 16 years old, finally gets the win after the chat with Dad, but a chat with dad, I understand, was what got you into all this craziness. How did you become a race driver? When
14: COVID hit in 2020, I was really involved with the musicals at my school and a lot of community theaters. So when COVID hit, obviously all of that was shut down for a decent amount of time. And that was like kind of the only activity that I really did. And we were all just sitting down at dinner one night and my parents were trying to you know, talk me into doing stuff. So I wasn't just sitting at home all day. And my dad, like, all of a sudden was like, do you want to build a race car? And, like, I, at the time, was, like, 13. I was like, yeah, sure, thinking he was joking. Because I didn't even think it was possible for somebody that young to drive. And then three weeks later, he calls me down. He says my, my pap needs help with a tow, which was already weird to me because my pap details cars. He doesn't tow cars, never really has. But I was like, okay, whatever. So we pull up to wherever this towed car was. And we get there, and it's a speed-up four-cylinder. And that winter, we just rebuilt the car completely, and I started that
13: season.
8: Wow. Her grandfather finds the car, and her and dad tear it apart and build a race car out of it. And lo and behold, the rest is on its way to victory with a driver, (laughs) Sadie Snatchko, our guest of the Profabrication.com hotline. But I got one other thing I heard about you. You were saying about theater and of all those things. Yeah, have you sung the national anthem at the racetrack as well?
14: Yes, I have. I did twice back in middle school, a super long time ago. But then at that point, I wasn't racing there. I was just there watching. But then a few weeks ago, I sang the national anthem out there. And it, it was really cool. It was a really fun experience. I definitely want to do it again in the future.
8: Wow. Will, will you shoot for maybe doing it, uh, in this record run, uh, you know, Anthem and Victory Lane, maybe combine them. I, I, I
14: hope that that'd be, that'd be the dream. I mean, that would be, that'd be pretty cool.
8: The red 56, uh, you don't see too many of them. Is, is that really red or is it kind of an orangish color of your car?
14: It's, it's more of an orange. The first, first year and a half I had red, but now I've switched to this brighter orange and blue.
8: Where can folks keep up with you on social media so they can uh, learn more about you?
14: We do have an Our Cars Motorsports Facebook page where you can see all of my racing updates and everything. Then I also have my personal Instagram, which is just my first and last name if you want to get to know me a little bit more.
8: Really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for joining us. Fans, stay with us. We'll be right back with more. It will be a September to
3: remember at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway where high speeds and thrills meet. Saturday, September the 2nd, the Fast on Dirt 410 Wing Sprint Cars return for their final visit of the season for a 3000 to win showcase. On September 9th, all military, veterans, and first responders receive free grandstand admission for the third annual Josh Langer Hobby Sock Invitational featuring a pre-race kid-focused festival. The second annual Sport Compact Shootout, the Rush Late Model Topless 20, and Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modifies invade Dirt's Monster Half Mile on Saturday, September the 16th. The regular season draws to a close for championship night on Saturday, September the 23rd, featuring the Crescendo for the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. Night one of the Bill Hendrick Memorial for the Rush Late Models. The Bob Walters Memorial for the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks headlined the Friday Before the Pittsburgher on Friday, September 29th. The Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series 35th Annual Pittsburgher presented by Big River Steel and night two of the Bill Hendren Memorial finish off the season on Saturday, September 30th. Tickets are on sale now. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. PPMS.com.
8: You wanted more at North Wilkesboro Speedway? Come get it. Saturday, September 30th as the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour returns for the Brushy Mountain Power Sports 150 and the Carolina Crate Modifieds will race the Central Logistics 75. That Saturday, September 30th. Tickets are available now at NorthWilkesboroSpeedway.com. Welcome back to PRN at the track. Joining us now on the Profabrication.com hotline. One of the drivers that will be competing up there on Saturday, September 30th. NASCAR champion driver in the Cup Series and now modified racer in the cookout modified Hey, it's Bobby Labonte. Hey, Bobby, what's going on? Uh, what kind of trade do you have from, uh, cookout, uh, lately? What's, what's going to be your go-to meal as you get ready <laughs> to go up there to Wilkesboro?
15: Yeah, I usually just get the old, uh, probably number two. I just go for a hamburger, fries, and a Coke. And yeah. then if I get real anxious, I get a milkshake on top of that. But, uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, excited that, um, uh, that, uh, we're going to be up there. You know, we got pay we got units, uh, we got cookout on our car. Uh, I think cookout's going to do some big promotions up there. We're working towards that right now. So excited about that! Uh, can't wait to get up there and my teammate tested up there. So uh, yeah, I feel like we're uh, we should be poised for a good a good run. It
8: is is the teammate you know kind of worth mentioning?
15: I would think right. For sure, yeah. Obviously, um, you know Ryan Newman and I would go back there a long ways <laughs> racing each, each other. Yeah, and, you just uh, said
8: just said teammate, so I was like, oh, you know, have to get get the yeah. name out there.
15: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I just uh, I figured you'd ask that, so I wanted to wait. But, yeah, <laughs> obviously, you know, uh, you know, Ryan is really good at modified, really good at everything, good at modified racing and having him. And, you know, he won the race up there last year that the Smart Tour had. And uh, so a little, little bit different this year with 150 laps instead of just 50. So we're going to manage our tires really well. Uh, but having Ryan there doing the test, that'll that'll be um, hopefully something we can uh, lean on as well. And I think for both of us, Wilkesboro, you know, we – I don't know how many other drivers will be in the race that's ever raced Wilkesboro. But, um, you know, I think that, you know, obviously uh, with his win last time, I've raced there before. Uh, looking forward to it, you know, in a modified. And, uh, you know, I, I know that they've patched some of the track uh, like we saw for the all-star race. So, so I'll I tell you what, I'm looking forward to seeing the changes from last year to this year. Yeah. I didn't go personally to, to see it. But I'm excited about
8: that. Yeah. Bobby Labonte chatting with us on the Profabrication.com hotline, former Cup Series champion, now racing in the pace Cookout Modified coming up Saturday, September 30th at North Wilkesboro Speedway, part of the Brushy Mountain Power Sports 150 race. And then he'll head over to what we know as Motor Mile, it's Pulaski County Speedway, for the Smart Tour event the very next day. So a real doubleheader-type weekend for anybody coming down to North Wilkesboro to participate there. And speaking of Pro Fabrication, headers, exhaust, all the parts and pieces that go with it. Just a click of a mouse away at profabrication.com. But Bobby, you raced Back in the day with such, you know, legends and Hall of Famers uh, as yourself, Jack Ingram, Sam R, Jeff Gordon, Mark Martin, Davey Allison, all of those days. What, what are some of the memories from back in the day that when you hear going back to North Wilkesboro now on September 30th, that kind of spark up in, in your mind of those days?
15: Yeah, I love that uh, North Wilkesboro has been revived. And uh, I think back uh, when I raced a cup car, I heck, I even raced a late model stock car there i think in 1987 and uh so i mean that that place is really just you know i think it's just special for a lot of people fans of, as well uh some drivers obviously the drivers that raced there the last race i'm not i don't know that there's anybody left racing maybe per se but you know i mean at the same time i mean being able to go up there uh, back then and jeff gordon went in that last race there and for me to be able to you know uh, sprinkle in those drivers that I raced against. And, uh, you know, I think of Ernie Urban, you know, success there. My brother had a lot of success there. Uh, Dale Jerry, you know, I think about, you know, the ups and downs of, you know, that, that track, you know, and not just literally, but I mean, it's a tough track to get around and yeah, let challenging me ask you. and, uh, yeah, let very challenging.
8: Yeah. Let me ask you about, uh, the modifieds themselves. We're chatting on the profabrication.com hotline with Bobby Labonte, Cup Series champion and now racing in the uh, pacematic Cookout Modified, part of the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour race at North Wilkesboro Speedway, Saturday, September 30th. You raced uh, last uh, in the series. Uh, somewhere at Richmond this year and got to see yep. some of the modern drivers of the wheel and Tour what can we expect about the competition in the race with you and Ryan Newman we we know we've seen you on, on TV plenty but these guys like Ron Silk and Justin bonsignor re- running there with you what can fans expect when they come there to see the action on the track
15: yeah I mean obviously racing against those guys raises our level up I mean uh you know they the Northern tour is, is very stout. I mean, it's been around for so long and you think of, you know, I think of the days that I would go to Martinsville and my, you know, late model sportsman or the, the Bush series and the, and the modifies were there. And, you know, just the history and those guys can race weekend and week out a couple nights a week. And, you know, I just, uh, I'm excited about, you know, racing against them again, Richmond was probably one of my better races I've had all year. So I don't know what that meant, why, why it was like that, but it worked out. <laughs> So going back against, uh, you know, those guys, I raced the Spring Sizzler last year, uh, obviously in the spring at Stafford, and learned a lot, and, you know, just a tough, tough crowd as far as, you know, they just, they're just racing, you know, I mean, tough, every one of them are competitive. So, you know, saying that, I think North Books is going to bring a different challenge for everybody, and maybe those guys as well, because it's not a track that they're used to, and it takes a lot of different, you know, to me, it takes a different discipline, Uh, setup can be different. Uh, you know, managing tires has got to be a key thing. And, you know, I think that, uh, obviously those guys will be good, but I, I, you know, I got to think that if if they were to race on Saturday and another Saturday, they'd be way better the next Saturday because they would learn a lot more or learn a lot from the first one, but, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, it would be a great race and I'm looking forward to to racing with a bunch of those guys again.
8: Bobby Labonte on the profabrication.com hotline, giving us some insight not only in the current NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour, but some of the things uh, and experiences from the past as they get ready to go up at North Wilkesboro Speedway coming up Saturday, September 30th. The NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour returns for the Brushy Mountain Power Sports 150 as well as the Carolina Crate Modifieds and the Central Logistics 75. Tickets are available at northwilkesborospeedway.com. I would imagine... uh, grab a cookout on the way and uh, get ready for a, <laughs> a, a big race up there at the end of the month. Wouldn't
15: you say, Bob? Oh, for sure. Yeah. We, uh, we've got a couple races before that or a few races before that, but you know, really looking forward to it. The doubleheader weekend for us is going to be busy. Um, I, I probably won't get there till Friday night late, but all day Saturday is going to be focusing on that win. And uh, you know, like I said, like you said, we'll probably have to stop a cookout to get a milkshake on the way up there to uh, make the weekend. Right. But I'm excited. I mean, I, I think again, it's going to be uh a treat for everybody to come
8: see. Thanks a lot, Bobby Labonte, on the Profab Hotline. Fans, stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: I'd like to take a minute to talk to you about Steve Scarupa Photography. Steve specializes in wedding photography and shoots landscapes for fun. He has separate websites for both brides and weddings. He shoots some badass photos. Sometimes people, sometimes racing, and sometimes nature. Steve's work is excellent. You can check him out at Photography.com or 412brides.com, which is his wedding website. Steve is your go-to guy for the best photographs in the tri-state area. You won't be disappointed. I'd like to take a minute and thank all the photographers that provide the beautiful pictures that we use on the Rappin' on Racin' Facebook page. At Lernerville, it's Jason Bryan. At Pittsburgh, it's Steve Scarupa. Jennerstown is Benji Huszik. Latrobe, Howie Bayless. Now, Howie and Scott Goodman travel around a lot, and we get pictures from them, for specific racing events. And we thank all these people for their wonderful work.
4: And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless.
9: Welcome back to Rapid on Racing, race fans. Right now we're going to grab a word with the driver who picked up the Labor Day 55 special at the Bedford Speedway, the pilot of the Green Lane, JLD Industries, Roy's Body Shop and Towing, car number 25Z, Mason Ziegler, Mason, congratulations on the big win.
16: Ah, right, thank you. I appreciate
9: it. I don't know what it is about Bedford Speedway, but it just seems to suit your driving style. You you debuted this car and this team earlier this year. You picked up a big win. Now you come up and you got the Labor Day, and coming up we got big race up at Bedford in October, paying what is it, twenty thousand dollars to win? I think it's
16: like twenty or twenty-five. Yeah, so we're we're pretty anxious about that and. Um, you know, um, and and thus far we've had really good car. Things been awesome. I uh, can't thank everyone that's part of this thing enough. You know, tonight I don't think we deserved that win. Alex Free did. Um, I really think we had the better car. Um, I could really pull it up alongside Alex on the restarts, but uh, I pushed it a little too hard there and got got loose on that restart and quarter panel him and and in that friggin' black stuff. It's just. All it takes is a little bit of of uh, rubbing to turn somebody, and I hit him good enough that uh, it definitely sent him sent him off into the corner. And uh, I just feel terrible about it. Alex is a good buddy of mine, and uh, he had a really good car tonight. And you know, I don't know that if that doesn't happen, if we win or not. But uh, you know, I think I do think we had the best car. But uh, regardless, he he was doing everything right, and uh, I feel terrible about it. I I've said it a hundred times. I'll say it again, but can't take it back. And it is what it is. I just. Uh, got loose and, and that's it. You know, we, we got, we got crowded down there getting into, into, uh, one and, and, um, and that's all it took. But, um, but I, I gotta thank everybody again, Green Lane, JLE Industries, uh, Roy's Body Shop, RBS Trailer Sales, uh, both Glenn Elliott and Stephanie, um, just not only great, great car owners, but great friends, uh, Imperial River Transport, uh, Davey Johnson, um, and again, everybody at Green Lane, Fox Racing shocks, Rocket Chassis, Coon Dog, um, Brian Buck, both my all my crew guys, um, Daryl. I can't thank them all enough. Um, everyone's part of this thing. Car car's really good, and um, you know, besides that freaking one lap, you know, it was a great night. But uh, you know, the night started off really crappy, to be honest. We set fast time, and somehow, race monitor says we were quick time, but uh, the ULMS series. It said I wasn't. It was you know, we can still pull up race monitor and I don't know what they use for uh, for live scoring, but race monitor still to this second shows me quick time, but but they uh, they did not. So we've been playing catch up all night from that, and um, this has just been a, a sort of a shitty night. But I mean, we did win, but we don't feel good about it.
9: You know what though, I do want to commend you. You are a class act, and uh, victory lane, you yeah yeah you, you felt bad, and the first words out of your mouth were. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to go fix Alex free and Lynn Geisler's car.
16: Yeah, and I texted Alex just now. I don't know. You know, I hope he doesn't take that as an insult, like I'm trying to freaking, you know, make up for it by just saying, hey, I'll pay for it, and it's not it at all. It's, it's me trying to do whatever I can to, to make it right. I, those guys are good people and good friends, and um, I don't really know Lynn that well, but Alex and me are really close and good buddies, and uh, and I mean it. I mean, I I texted him, but... You know, I, I I don't know what they're gonna you know um, what they're gonna say but um but i I hope that they can understand it. I didn't mean to and moving forward you know I'll definitely give them some more courteous courtesy uh room because it's uh it's deserved at this point
9: now you spent probably last or going into this season you spent season and a half as the pilot of the Barry Wright house car and then you teamed back up with Glenn Elliott and Got into a rocket and now your father-in-law davy johnson's involved in the team again what is it about the rocket chassis that just seems to fit your driving style
16: uh i think it's just the whole package It's the, the rocket car the fox racing shocks the the team the owners um everything's not on my shoulders right now it's uh, financially it's dispersed between between everybody in the team and um and glenn and Steph has been a huge help and and everything they do, and Davey has been a huge help. But it just, the whole team just makes it a lot uh, easier and more enjoyable to do it, and more, more able to be uh, affordable. And um, without all of them, I wouldn't be able to do what we're doing right now. And uh, the whole thing just is really gelling. And Barry and Lance and all those guys at Barry Wright, I just want to make sure I touch note there. I love those guys, they're great people, uh, and they build really nice race cars. They're just in South Carolina and I'm in Pennsylvania and it's just tough you know they, I feel that they need to be racing at Sonoya and stuff and and I didn't expect them to drive up here for 5,000 at Port Royal so um, and, and I'm just not at a point in my life I want to travel you know all over the country and do what I think they need um, so I wish them all the luck in the world I love those guys and hope that uh, they have all the success in the world
9: now what does the rest of the weekend hold? For you. I know going into the weekend, you were planning to come to Port or Port on Saturday, Tyler County on Sunday. Is that still the game plan?
16: It is. I think tomorrow's Port, you know, um, and then definitely Sundays uh, heading over there to Tyler County. So um, that's the game plan. And then it's a quick turnaround for Eldora right after that. So that's the game plan.
9: Now, coming up, Davey Johnson, your father in law, two time winner of the Hillbilly 100. Um, but coming up, Later this month or beginning of October, the Pittsburgher. A race that you've done well at, but your father-in-law, a legend, multiple winner there. There's a rumor going around. Is there a possibly a 1J coming out of the Roy
16: Body Shop team? Put it this way. There is a purple frame at the shop right now with a motor sitting in it. So uh, it's a it's a twin to my car, and I'm not going to say any more than that, but it's uh, it's pretty cool looking. Well, we can't wait. And again...
9: I I know a win is a win, and you're not celebrating this win because of what happened, but it does show what a class act you are, Mason, and, uh, you know, take pride in the fact. I mean, when you come to Bedford Speedway and uh, Ziggler's in a rocket, you're the car to beat.
16: Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I uh, I'm, you know, it's it's humbling to hear someone say that, but at the same time, it's like, I, I really feel like we didn't earn that one tonight, but... um. I mean, it, it is what it is. We'll take it and go home, but, you know, we don't feel good about it.
9: Is this your second Labor Day 55 win?
16: I'm going to be honest with you, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm the worst person in the world today. If someone asked me today, how many feature wins have you ever won? You know, Mark Richards, I think, could tell you down to the T, you know, and a lot of those guys, you know, Thornton and all those guys probably could too, and uh, I'm just not that person. I I have no idea. Um I couldn't tell you how many times I've won here or, or anything else. I just take this one and forget about it and go on to the next one. Well, I'll say you what,
9: um, you should take a lot of pride in your career. Um, you've done a lot of successful things. Uh, people might not be aware, you actually set history. Uh, the first two times you raced on the Legendary Hell Tour, you went to Victory Lane. Um, you almost won the uh, World 100 before, and uh, I- I'm telling you, you're gonna get one of those crown jewels before it's all said and done.
16: I, I excuse my language, but that'll involve me not stepping on my deck. <laughs> so we, we uh we seem like it seems like when we're really good we have that opportunity and and I uh, i you know, make mistakes. So you know, and I think it's just part of not racing a lot and only racing, you know, limited schedules. But I'm definitely proud of my guys and, and, and my, my car, owner, my team and everyone that's part of this thing to be as competitive as we are with the limited schedule we run. Ray Sands,
9: be sure to keep your eyes on the Green Lane, Roy's Body Shop, car number 25, the driver from Chalk Hill, Pennsylvania, Mason Ziegler. Mason, thanks for your time.
16: Thank you, Howie.
8: Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert
4: automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless.
9: Race fans, welcome back to Rapid on Racing. Right now, we're going to grab a word with the driver of the Johns Towing, JD Motorsports, Penske Racehawks, car number 48, Colton Flinter. Colton, you're up here at Bedford, and uh, tomorrow night you're going to go over to Port Royal. Um, I know you're racing with heavy hearts, and uh, it, it doesn't seem right coming down into pits and not seeing your dad. And uh, I want to extend my condolences on behalf of Rapping on racing myself um, on the loss of your dad. But you took the bull by the horn and you want to keep on racing to honor your dad.
17: Yeah, I want to keep on racing. I mean, everybody's got to understand it's going to take me a little while to pretty much learn all this stuff all over again. I mean, my dad was in my notebook. He kept everything in his head. And uh, it's right now it's probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do is race by myself and make all the changes and rely on other people to give me good information, which i surrounded myself the last couple years with good people like Jason Durham and Keith Burner and Randy Weaver. So they've... Pretty much taking me under their their wing since my dad passed away, and they're slowly teaching me the ropes of what I need to learn and do. And uh, them people, I, they deserve a lot of credit because they're teaching me
9: everything right now. You never realize there's an no old expression. You never realize what you got till it's gone. And I can remember when you started in the big cars at 14, down at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Your dad and I would always talk every week, and I was down there taking pictures. And um, the pride that he had—not in you, but the relationship that you had—I mean, you and your dad had the ideal father-son relationship. It was always didn't matter what you guys were doing, you guys were doing it together.
17: Yeah, me and my dad, we did everything together. I worked for my. Everything I did, I did with my dad. I always wanted to be with him. He was my best friend, and it's probably the hardest thing ever it was losing him because I don't, I'm always by myself now.
9: Trust me, Cole, you'll never be by yourself. The race of community is there for you, and you got two beautiful little girls, and what's it like? I mean, you had a sister, but you and your father had a relationship. Um, you have two kids now, and God hasn't blessed you yet with a little boy, but... What's it like being a father of girls? Uh, It's
17: cool. It's probably the coolest thing in the world. I always joke around to everybody I'm just going to be a girl dad, that two girls are enough. If I could guarantee 100% I was going to have a boy next, I would do it. But I'm perfectly content being a girl dad and having two beautiful girls that are healthy. And that's probably the coolest thing ever.
9: (laughs) I hate to ask this, but what does the future hold for you? I know your former uh, car owner, Bobby Ben. So, you drove for in the crates. You know, he's extended to uh, try to help you with your program. And, you know, I know you're going to be putting some time in his car. But, you know, do you, you want to stay like, you, you know, you and, your, you and your dad had very high level of success. I mean, you and your dad, people not re- realize this, you took a dually and a 48-foot one-car trailer, two-car trailer, one car went on the road, competed, and won the Lucas um, Rookie of the Year. I mean, there is no quit between you and your dad, and it just goes to show. I mean, you can do anything you put your mind to. But what does the future hold?
17: I'm going to continue doing what I love to do, and that's race and be a super late mall driver. Uh, I'll always have Bob Benson to lean on. He's like a second dad to me. Um, he literally the year i drove for him was probably the most fun i've had in a really long time and what john johnson's done for me is amazing and i love that man to death i mean he's literally brought my super late mall career to a level that i probably never thought i could ever have or dream of and my dad always said the same thing and then i got a new sponsor john Deller. he's really 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 stepped up big time since my dad passed away and i'm actually gonna go work for him and uh just everybody's c- coming together at once and it's making my life a lot easier. I just need to learn the ropes of working on these cars because I always had my dad do it, like I said before, and I'll I'll get there. I mean, we're competitive right now. We're just not up front like we were before at the beginning of the year.
9: How hard is it mentally on a you as a driver when you're pulling that track and, and you look over and, and you're... Your, your book your notebook your, your dad's not there
17: uh, it's probably the hardest thing in the world I mean I went to port two weeks ago I think it was and that's probably like the first time it really hit me like I went to Learnerville the week after he passed away and I led 24 the 25 laps and gave it away on the last lap which really killed me but I don't think my dad wanted me to win that soon and uh it's just it's tough I mean he literally was everything to me and still is everything
9: you know, God will only give you what you can handle, and maybe it was time, you know, God said, you know, you're ready to become a man, Colton, and, you know, this is a racing show. We're not going to talk religion <laughs> and that, but um, I, I got to tell you, your dad was one of the best guys, and, uh, you know, I can see you with your kids, and it's it's a continuation. I mean, you know, your dad definitely made a man out of you, and more importantly, made a father out of you.
17: Yeah, I mean, what my dad's done with me and my racing career is everything I want to do with my daughters. I mean, I don't know if they'll want to race, but if they do, they do. And I just I just want to make my dad proud. I want him to be proud of who I am.
9: You know, Colin, this is going to sound crazy, but I can picture uh, Letty being a cheerleader. You might be a cheer dad, not a race car driver dad. Yeah, you never know. Would you grab the old pom-poms and uh, teach her some cheers? Oh, she loves
17: to dance and sing right now, so whatever makes her happy.
9: Hey, Cole, and I just want to shake your hand and, um, you know, give you a hug and uh, just tell you, man, um, again, want to expend our condolences from the staff in mansion Rapid on Racing. Um, and I've known you, my God, since you were a little kid, and and um, I know Big Mark's up in heaven smiling down, and uh, trust me, you and Dominic and, and your mom, you, you always made your dad proud.
17: Thank you. I appreciate that.
9: Race fans, that's Colin Flinter, pilot of the Johns towing uh, Longhorn, car number 48. Keep your eyes on him, man. This, this, he might be down now, but trust me, this kid's coming back. Thanks, Colin.
16: Thank you.
3: It will be a September to remember at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, where high speeds and thrills meet. Saturday, September the 2nd, the Fast on Dirt 410 Wing Sprint Cars return for their final visit of the season for a 3,000-to-win showcase. On September 9th, all military, veterans, and first responders receive free grandstand admission for the 3rd Annual Josh Langer Hobby Sock Invitational featuring a pre-race, kid-focused festival. The 2nd Annual Sport Compact Shootout, the Rush Late Model Topless 20, and Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds invade Dirt's Monster Half Mile on Saturday, September the 16th. The regular season draws to a close for Championship Night on Saturday, September the 23rd featuring the Crescendo for the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. Night one of the Bill Hendrick Memorial for the Rush Late Models. The Bob Walters Memorial for the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks headlined the Friday Before the Pittsburgher on Friday, September 29th. The Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series 35th Annual Pittsburgher presented by Big River Steel and night two of the Bill Hendrick Memorial finish off the season on Saturday, September 30th. Tickets are on sale now. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. PPMS.com.
18: Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry. We'll take it back. No questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away.
4: Number one, Cochran. See it all at Cochran.com. And now more Rapid on racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless.
1: Second place driver. Pulls up alongside, outside of row one. So we'll bunch them up and go to a green, white, checkered finish. Lights are out on that Jennerstown Speedway pace car. So the green, white, checkered two-lap shootout. dollar, Mozzie, Mitchell, Nemec, and Burkholder, your top five. Pace truck makes that left turn down in behind the pit wall. Those engines come back to life and here we go, back to green flag racing, green, white checker two laps for the win. And now caution again out on the speedway as Justin Frampton got turned around So we'll have to stack them, rack them, and do it again. So a great shot on flow racing of Justin Frampton catching up to the back of the pack. And some significant damage to that 16 machine of Cash Chalice. He's now behind the wall coming into his pit stall. So here we go, green, white, checkered shootout. As the green flag flies, Bob Mostaller pedal to the metal. Two to go. Darren is gonna have to stand on it if he wants to catch him. This time past, it'll be one to go. Race for the checkered flag. Mostaller still in the lead. Mozzie gonna try the outside. Mitchell right behind him. Mozzie looking to the inside. Mostaller shuts that down. Last chance for Mozzie and Mitchell to try to make the move coming down the front stretch. And it's gonna be Bob Mostaller. Two-tenths of a second ahead of Darren Mozzie, followed by Scott Mitchell, Ken Burkholder, and Nick Nemec rounding out your top five. All right, so Bob Mostaller going to get to take a victory lap around Jennerstown Speedway. So Bob Mostaller's first career win here at Jennerstown Speedway, and he is out for a victory lap and well-deserved. So again, first career win for Bob Mostoller. gonna send it down to Stoney's victory lane and an interview with our race winner. Watching for Bob to get unbuckled, get that helmet off, get that steering wheel undone.
9: Bob said, I'm new at this,
1: I'm not sure what to do. Yeah, watching Bob pop that helmet off. Going to be getting out of that vehicle very, very, very soon. Out come the earbuds, on goes the ball cap. Got to look good for the camera, Bob. And ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Your Integrity Coatings Chargers feature winner tonight. First time ever for Bob Mostaller. Congratulations, Bob.
9: Bobby, when you started this back in the mid 90s. 1994. 1994, that's the mid 90s. Did you think it would take all the way until 2023 to get to victory lane for a career first? Well, the way I run,
2: maybe. (laughs) But uh, we've pounded away now for 29 years, but 11 whole seasons during that time. And uh, wow,
9: we actually won one. And let's not forget, every time you seem to get out of race and there's somebody pulling you back, and we got to mention Diamond Dave Dragovich, when he saw you back, I guess that was 2000s, 98, 98, sorry, 1998, and he gave you his seat, and you two combined had never won a feature, picked up a couple heat race wins, and you went and got a couple seconds, and then you called it a career, and Larry Heminger pulled you back into this, and... Steve Senko, and here you are, 2023, 29 years later, and let me be the first to tell you and congratulate you on this career first. Thank you very much. Uh, It's a special
2: night. Uh, My dad's birthday is in two days, so it's even more uh, poignant right now. I've been running the 43 since I came back now, because that was his number. He never won a race, and tonight we finally got the 43 in victory lane.
9: Bobby, you know, you give so much back. You're a wrestling coach and a football coach up at Somerset. And this just goes to show anybody in this dance don't ever give up.
2: Never, ever give up. Sooner or later, after 29 years, you'll uh, have a special night. <laughs> you know, you know, there's kids who have been born and gone to college
9: and working since you started your racing career.
2: Half of our field in the Charger division wasn't born
9: when I started racing. <laughs> and then there's Scott Mitchell. And then there's Scott Mitchell. But hey, look at it this way. You're closer to that new sponsor, Social Security. Well, it's just a couple of heartbeats away, you know? Hey, Bobby, let's go ahead and talk about this pit crew. And everybody, what a show of respect. You got Steve Sinko, um Burke Holder, all these drivers came up and wanted to congratulate you. But let's talk about the marketing partners and the pit crew.
2: Well, let's talk about Integrity Coatings. They do so much for us, i tell you what. Um, Jonathan's such a nice dude, pays for us to get in sometimes. It's just, we couldn't have a better title sponsor for this class. Um, pit Crew guys, um, my cousin Terry made it tonight. I'm so glad he made it for this. Steve Singo, my car lives at his house. He, we cut it in half over the winter. And uh, if it wasn't for Steve, and the Burke hoarders, Um, I can assure you of one thing, we wouldn't be here tonight. We might not be here at all tonight, let alone in a Circle. Hey guys, I'd like to thank all the fans that came, um,
9: man, it's a great night. Race hands if this doesn't tell you, don't ever give up, I don't know what does. Everybody get on your, get up on your feet, let's give a round of applause for feature winner, Bobby Mostaller. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo.
4: RPS Financial Solutions and JWC-JWCA are unaffiliated entities.
1: And this 75-lap Martellus Pharmacy's late models feature will be history. Audi, given the one-to-go sign. One more circuit around this .522 mile. Jennerstown Speedway Oval the Mission Critical Solutions last lap. Coming through turn four, the last time to take the checkered flag, car number 75, that is Audi. Second place will go to Gary Wiltrout in car number 95. Joe Maruka in the 90 will finish third. Owen Halt in the 51 will finish fourth. And the fifth spot will go to car number three, Teddy Gabala. So we'll take a quick break on Flow Racing. When we come back, we'll send it down to the front stretch to Howie and an interview with our race winner, Barry Audie, When we return on Flow Racing Live,
9: Este anillo es un compromiso. Yo caí muy enferma. Mi esposo iba al hospital todos los días a ayudarme a caminar nuevamente. Y siempre me recuerda que el
3: amor
19: lo perdura todo.
3: La colección de Chosen, inspirada en tus historias de amor extraordinario. Jared ama brillantemente.
1: Down to the front stretch to our model uniforms, victory lane as our winner of the 75 lap Martella's late models feature, Barry Adi climbs out of the car. Congratulations, Barry. Let's send it down to Howie. Barry, you made all the old people proud here. We were having flashbacks
9: to the early nineties. Orange yellow, number 75, fast time and going out and winning the feature. And it, it was just great. I mean, this was almost like going back in time, seeing you dominate this 75 lapper.
19: But at uh, Masters race, they somebody said I was too old. So I guess maybe I showed him, huh?
9: Uh, you, you showed him you're the man to beat in 75 or lap less laps. So, but I'll tell you what, you and your crew, I mean, this was a great night tonight. Good point wise, which I know you say you're not a point racer, but closing in on the end of the season, maybe another championship but fast time, led the most laughs tonight. I mean, it just has to feel good. Always on rails, it was good. And one thing that you guys are very consistent with is your crew. You and Donnie I think, been together longer than you and your wife. Don't tell her that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're, we're gonna back out of that one, but... Barry, now's a chance for you to go ahead and thank this crew. Thank all the marketing partners that helped put this Audi Racing, Stoystown Auto Records, Supernova, car number 75 in Victory Lane.
19: Yeah, I'd like to thank my crew, buddy. It's, we, we brought her back. It's it's on the rails, you know. I'd like to thank Martellos for sponsoring the division. Thank all the fans. Man, it ain't no better than that, huh? How about that, huh? And Stoystown and Daniel Schafer's and we and their family and Hampton Inn and Trackside, Rustic Woods, Pizza Hut, Struck Auto Body, Indy Lake Realty, Pro Disposal, uh, North Story Equipment, uh, Pinewood Pines, uh, Griff's Tire, Pro Disposal, uh, Propane, Propane, uh, Grandma Wheeler, (laughs) Uh, uh, Jim Smith, uh, Griff's Tire, Uh, Tailgates. I hope I got everybody. If not, I'm sorry. I, I, I should write that down. I'm a little
9: better driving than I am talking. Well, I'll tell you what, you're not a bad talker, but we're gonna ask Olivia. Olivia, will you please come on out here? Total Mobility Service, I forgot that. This is the young lady who gave you the command for gentlemen, start your engines, and she wants to get her picture taken with you. She's my buddy. Did You gave him a good job. You gave a good command, Olivia. Thank you let's right, give it a round of applause for Barry Audie and Olivia, who gave the command tonight to start their engines.
1: Great job, Howie. Congratulations, Barry. And we're going to slip in another birthday announcement.
8: When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights.
4: No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews, and the host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on
0: Racing. I want to take a minute and thank our marketing partners, number one Cochrane Automotive, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Zarin Truck and Automotive, and RPS Financial Solutions. Without these people, we would not be able to do rapping on racing, and I thank them. And now more Rapid on racing with Don Gamble
4: and Howie Bayless. Win
9: number seven, Josh. Did you ever think that would happen? And let's talk about that race. Top four cars were nose to tail side by side. But it looked like you were trying to see if there was even a lower line. And it definitely helped you because when that incident happened down in three and four, you got under them and was able to come down and take the lead and go for your seventh win of the year that's some good hard racing
6: that's what it's all about i mean putting on a show so
9: and it goes to show you these cars are so equal i mean you know it's a crate motor they're all relatively supposed to be within a couple horsepower of each other and it relies so much on the driver and what was your plan i mean were you honestly trying to see if there was a bottom group you could get the bite you need to go three wide? No, I was just
6: waiting for a hole, but I, no need to get greedy there. I, I don't want to wreck race cars.
9: And that you did a good job, and here you are, seventh win of the year, Skinny Barbecue, and let's go ahead and talk about the rest of the marketing partners on this one-stop pit stop, car number 07.
6: Uh, family, or yeah, Poji Family Practice, J&V Winery, Kingston Supply, Morocco Welding, uh, Griff's Tire, Dare to Be Different, Piles Concrete, Holloway Construction, Somerset Rentals, and, and JB Winery. I know I'm forgetting somebody. Dare to Be, or uh, Redefined Chiropractic. There's a bunch of them. And I'd like to thank the fans for coming out tonight and uh, One Stop Auto Sales for sponsoring our division.
9: Race fans, get on your feet. He extends his point lead. Let's give a round of applause for Josh Dunmire. Let's give a round of applause to the pride of White Oak, Pennsylvania, Anthony Iolo here in Victory Lane. Anthony, how big was that caution for you? You were stalking Lesnar, that caution came out and on that restart, man, you just took off and went into another
20: zip code. Uh, I needed a restart or I needed him to screw up and it uh, kind of played out in my favor. I knew if I could dial a little bit of rear braking it and I could finally reach it under caution, I'd be good. And I mean, this thing was a rocket. Uh, not too many people get to be interviewed by their car owner, huh?
9: No, no, no. We can get your dad out here if you want him to interview you. But, I mean, th- this car, you ran a limited schedule this year. Third win of the year.
20: And I don't know if you calling it a year or not, but a great end of the season. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see. But uh, probably it. But, uh, yeah, uh, took a little bit of self-reflection after finishing second in that big race. that kind of chapped me a little bit. And uh, watched last week, seeing what cars were doing, and kind of figured what this was doing after watching them and kind of removed myself from it and it's hooked up now. Now I'll tell you
9: what, you got a great brain trust here between your dad, Mark Catone, Anthony Aiello, Dale Kimberly and yourself. There's probably about, oh, if I'm going to count about 18 championships.
20: Yeah. I mean, it all starts with that guy right there. I mean, he got me started and, uh, you know, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here, but, uh, you know, this is like 55 wins or something like that. I mean, um, Dale's got probably, I don't know how many. Adam's got how many. My dad's got how many. There's a whole group of us. Angie, you know, and I, countless other people that Adam's helped. I mean, it's I'm sure it's over 500 wins. Let's
9: go ahead now and thank all the marketing partners and the pit crew that put the Anchor Hoagie, Iello Automotive, Total Mobility Service, Car 31 at Victory Lane.
20: Uh, first, got to thank my wife. You know, she's not here tonight. That sucks, but uh hope she's having fun at work. Not really, but... Um, my mom, my dad, you, Sonny, Catone, everybody back there, all the sponsors on the car, home mobility service, my in-laws, everybody, you know, um, I gotta thank, especially, uh, Town Auto Records for, uh, sponsoring the vision, all the owners, all the fans, my man, Kevy, and, uh, you know, just thanks for everybody coming and supporting local racing. And, uh, your, your baby's here, your dog. Uh, yeah, my dog's here, so we gotta get a picture with her. <laughs>
9: Race fans give a round of applause for the third time this year, Anthony Aiello's in victory lane.
1: So Meelab and Bickerstaff able to pass the sailor machine as we've got one to go. The mission critical solutions last lap. And it's gonna be a shootout coming out of turn three and now four between Meelab and Bickerstaff, but it's gonna be Rick Meelab. Holding off the 53 of Brent Bickerstaff, Rick Melab Jr. will finish third, Angie Kimberly fourth, and Kelly Shawless will finish in fifth position. And that's going to do it for our Ron's Collision Center Street Stocks feature here tonight. Get ready to send it down to the front stretch for our Victory Lane Celebration. And Howie is down there ready to interview our race winner. Give it up for car number 37 and Rick Milab.
9: Safety gears getting undone. He is ready to come out of the archery zone. Sheer indulgence. Pritzy Custon Machine, car number 37. Let's give a round of applause for Rick Milab. The beer is flowing here in Stony Lights Victory Lane. I'm becoming your favorite person here at Jennerstown, am I right? We're best friends now. It took a while, but yeah, we are best friends. Fourth win in a row, sixth on the season, limited schedule. And to come here to Stoney's Victory Lane, I mean, the last driver took him 29 years to get that career first. And you picked up yours in about 29 days. But here you are, sixth win of the year. Has to be a great feeling.
20: Felt good, and uh, you know, like I said, you know, right front tire felt like it was going to come off towards the end, but i raced it with uh, Brent. He raced McLean and uh, hats off to Bickerstaff. So, but uh, I'd like to thank uh, uh, sheer Indulgence out of Donegal with Nicole and Brian Meeleib, Tony Tazza for coming on with the Archery Zone, Johnstown, Pritzley's Custom Machinery and Somerset. And uh, jet engines with rocket Rick uh maintaining them, help flooring, guys like Randy Kuntcher and uh, Levi Schiller, Josh Zerfoss, and my son helping. The crew's great. I got my dad, Alan Carroll's here every week. Wife and daughter. Thank you all. Thanks for Ron's for sponsoring this. And everybody stayed around tonight, watched street stocks. Thank you. I love you. Raise hands, give it a round of applause. Sixth win of the year for. The Rocket. <laughs>
9: That's your new nickname, Rick Milab.
0: We have some uh, results from Le Trobe and Tri City. I'd like to share with you. At Le Trobe, Fan Appreciation Night was a huge success. It was a beautiful night for racing. The third annual Bill Corber Memorial for Joe's Body Shop and Towing Pure Stocks was worth one thousand three hundred and seventy-five for the winner of the feature. Anthony Montaparte won his second Corber Memorial in three races, with Corey Ferris picking up the other win. In the crate late models, Clinton Hirsch won over Mario Angelicchio, John Ulfer, Troy Shields, and Joe Zielinski. Hirsch also won the season opener and dedicated the win to his mom who passed away of cancer. In the Penn, Ohio Pro Stocks, future Hall of Fame driver Joe Kelly took win number 178 of his career over Brett Huterra, who won the past three Pro Stock features. Kelly put on a clinic getting around the big half mile. Sharing the limelight in Victory Lane was Terry Banks, Kelly's first sponsor. Behind Kelly were Huterra, Barry Ferris, Bill Pluto Jr., and Mike Francesca. In the modified four-cylinders, Colton McNanny dominated the field for his fifth win of the season. Lake Trobe Speedway's newest division, Hobby Stocks, put on a great show as 17-year-old Bryce Hensel passed Jason Dater for the win. Tri-City Speedway had a two-day show, and on September 2nd... Eric Rudolph took the feature win in the championship crown to conclude the 26th season for the BRP Modified Tour. He passed Rex King Jr. just before halfway and maintained a comfortable advantage for the rest of the way. Also taking wins on the holiday special were Bobby Whitling and Matt Urie. Whitling in the pure stocks and Yuri in the four cylinders. Respectively, Larry Walters and Tom Beatty prevailed in the vintage action. The following day, there was no doubt that A.J. Flick was on a mission at Tri-City Raceway Park in the sprint car feature. He took the lead coming through turn two on the opening lap and never looked back. Bobby Whitling for the second night in a row in the pro stocks. Mike Potoski in the UMP Modifieds and Matt Urey in the four cylinders. The vintage tour also presented a pair of races. The stock car win going to Larry Walters. That's amazing. 81-year-old driver still kicking butt. And the modified win belonged to good friend Paul Backus.
21: Who died, who gave that light to me, and I gladly stand up next to you, and defend her still today, because
1: number one motorsports talk show today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners recognized by the eastern motorsports press association as one of the top racing shows in the eastern united states have a great week and be sure to tune in for another installment of Rapping on racing stand on
21: it come on y'all stand on it